0: What's up, everybody? I am Travis.
1: No, I'm Cartoon Joe.
0: And welcome back to another episode of this freaking show, the weekly podcast with a little bit something and a whole lot of nothing. Uh, Joe, I, I realized something about myself uh, today, uh, with the sense that, like, uh, as as I mentioned before, we start recording, uh, I did eat a little more, too much calories today, more than I wanted to. I'm half. Usually, I like to focus on half of what I should eat. Mm-hmm. I went a little over that. Um so uh I during lunch I went over to McDonald's and I got a quarter pounder and a Diet Coke. I really shouldn't have had the bread, but I fucking I was starving. Fuck it, you know. Yeah. Um and I got a Diet Coke. Yeah. I never realized because I haven't had Diet Coke in a very long time. I've had like uh the, the sugar free Coke and the 0 Sugar Coke. Or, like, sugar-free Pepsi and, like, sugar-free Dr. Pepper, all those stuff. And they taste completely different than, like, the diet of their uh, counterparts. hmm So, I got Diet Coke today, and... uh I, when I, I, when I stopped over and grabbed lunch and everything, I just ate in my car. I just kind of want to take some me time to, uh, you know, just to decompress from work. I don't like sitting in the lunchroom and shit. Yeah. Um, and I just felt the coke in the truck and I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just, you know, drink it on my way home or whatever. And then I'm away home. I didn't fucking drink it. So now I'm going to drink it while we're uh, recording. I don't know if I'm a lush uh uh-huh. or anything, but. I just realized that no matter what, every time I drink Diet Coke, it tastes like I have rum in it. Hmm. I would
1: like Diet Coke better if it tasted like it had rum in it. I I can't explain why,
0: but every time I take a sip of this Diet Coke, it reminds me of the uh, the Bacardi uh, Silver and Diet Cokes that I drink. Mm -hmm. When I go on keto, I either have Tito's and water or I have uh, Bacardi Silver and Diet Coke. This Bacardi t- and this fucking Diet Coke tastes like I put, like, you know, I, I fucking mix some Bacardi into it. And I'm not sure if that means I got a problem or not, or it's just a solution I've been looking for my whole life.
1: Nice. I hope that works. I hope I hope that it always tastes like that for you. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird. Like I said, like, I don't really drink a lot
0: of Diet Coke. I drink, like, the zero sugar Coke.
1: Right.
0: And I, And I also never realized how big of a difference they have in flavor.
1: Oh, it's like, totally that I yeah. think Diet Coke tastes like if regular Coke was LaCroix.
0: Yes, that's exactly what, that, that's a, that's a good reference to it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause every, once they came out with the, the Coke zero or the zero sugar, whatever, as soon as they came out that, they should have just done away with Diet Coke.
1: Yeah. Like and with, some people love Diet Coke though. They won't drink anything else. I, I just, I don't
0: fucking get it. I don't I mean, understand you, it. there's
1: and there is a group of people
0: that uh I do want to discuss, and I actually discussed this on j f w this week uh as what gave me the great idea for my uh d- my gear shit together topic of this week mm-hmm. and uh and i if you guys are wondering why we haven't done the plugs yet, we're going to do the plugs, but I decide that we'll just do the plugs when the advertisements through the video' we're going to be uh watching along with because we're gonna continue part two of the uh mayoral can, uh candidates but you know in between those advertisements we could just do our own plugs and I'll just you know kinda of quiet uh the fucking heads. Nice. Um so I want to talk about getting our shit together. Uh and I, I can't remember I think I went first last week, right?
1: I honestly don't remember. That sounds right. So well oh, you you can pick. I could go first or you could go first. No you go ahead. You go ahead.
0: Excellent. Joe, you know what a walking taco is?
1: Yeah, like a like a Frito bag that's opened up and then you pour taco ingredients in it. Eat it with that's, a fork.
0: That's why I love you.
1: Because you said
0: Fritos. I realized that we become uh we, we are now living in a society where if you go up to the younger generation and ask them about walking tacos, they're using Doritos. What? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, I, I, and I, it was weird because I didn't really put much thought to it. Uh, but like a couple months ago, I went to a wrestling show and like they didn't have nachos, but they had like hot dogs and walking tacos. And I was like, fuck yeah, I haven't had a walking taco in a while. Why the fuck not? But they had Doritos. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. It's not really a fucking walking taco, but I realized that like a lot of TikToks and shit I've seen of people making walking tacos are fucking Doritos. Mm. And I guess that's the fucking norm now, but that's not. That's not what a walking taco is. Walking tacos Yeah, that's those are, are like
1: walking nachos or something like that. That's not. Yeah. Look, uh, kids. I was fine. I'm still fine with, like, gay marriage and trans people and polyamory and fucking neopronouns and shit. But this is a bridge too far. <laughs> Once you
0: start fucking with tradition of walking tacos, <laughs> that's what anarchy fucking sets in. And you know, you know who's to blame for it? And I hate to uh, put, put blame on one fucking person, but I'm going to. Matt Gates, Close. <laughs> Taco Bell. Ah, Taco Bell. Ah, I'm going to assume because they have these Dorito tacos now, that people just think of the norm. Like, oh, well, you know, we'll just make walking tacos in fucking Doritos.
1: That actually makes a lot of sense. And, you know, uh well, I think I can speak for both of us when I say that Doritos has a large place in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the amount of plaque built up in our hearts from eating Taco Bell, Oh, 100 percent. But uh, uh yeah,
0: but it's just like I I will not I will not accept. I won't I won't order a walking taco with Doritos. It has to be Fritos. That's 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 how I grew up. That's my fucking life.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, what people maybe don't know, and and maybe they don't. Maybe they genuinely have no idea. Maybe they've never had them with Fritos. But Fritos are a really uh they're a really sturdy corn chip and mm-hmm. they can hold up to all that taco grease. They don't get soggy. Uh Doritos get soggy very fast. I mean if you have a Doritos Locos taco, uh and you by the time you get home, it's wet enough that like you can eat it without breaking breaking it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not good walking taco material. Why would you want a soggy walking taco? Do you ever
0: you ever see the yes. I, I I remember the last time you've ever like been in a group of walking taco eaters or been with somebody who ordered a walking taco. But uh I was around somebody and I don't want I don't want to put them, you know, on the spot by mentioning names or not. But I saw somebody once order a walking taco Frito, so it was right, but they crushed up the chips and made it into like a mush. I almost I, I almost stopped being friends with the person. I was like I, I can't be here at this moment. I had to walk away for a moment. Yeah. It's like, cause I could not be there. I was like, what the, what the fuck are you
1: doing, bud? I just, look, it's your money. It's your food. Eat it how no. you enjoy it. No. But also, no. what, no, what in God's good name is wrong with you?
0: Absolutely not. Abs, no, fuck no.
1: <laughs> and I don't care if it's
0: your money or not. Once you fucking grab that bag from somebody's, they think to start crumbling up the fucking chips. Ugh. No, fuck no. You, sh- you take your fucking fork and you struggle to get those fucking, you know, Frito corn chips yeah, in. You gotta
1: eat it with a spoon at that point? And yeah. It's not even, it's not even a walking taco. It's like, no, no it, I, don't, it's, I don't even know what it is. It's like taco. It's like, uh, it's like Tex-Mex <laughs> cream of wheat. Yeah. I was gonna say Tex-Mex, uh, Tex-Mex wedding soup.
0: There we go. Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of the idea of making a walking taco out of Doritos. I don't know if I would. Here's the thing, I want to I want to do a video idea, a YouTube idea of different weird things that things that I think is weird but people find everyday normal fucking food kind of things. Yeah, I I would throw that into that kind of YouTube video. Sure. Because because no, from
1: I go I don't know. I would. I'd eat like if you subbed out tortilla chips for Doritos in like nachos. Yeah. I'm in. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. But a walking taco—you can't. The thing with a walking taco is you can't. You you really should be able to eat most of it with your hands. Wait, As, no. In my opinion, you should be able to pull a chip out and eat it. Solid. Wait, are, are you a? Are you a? Do you eat your walking tacos by hand? I I have. I don't think it, I don't think eating it by hand is a requirement. I think the ability to eat it by hand is a requirement. Okay.
0: You kind of lost me now. Yeah.
1: But, uh, sure. I yeah. just, I just don't like soggy chips. I, this is really all it comes down to. No,
0: and I, and I totally understand it. I, I, I'm i on board with you. That's why I like the Fritos over the Doritos. But for me, Doritos as a walking taco is in the same ballpark as ketchup on a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's, it's like, hey, you know, I, I, I know a lot of people fucking do it, but I don't think it's fucking right.
1: Yeah. It's fine for the under 12s. Yes, because yeah, yeah, your palate is not developed.
0: It's it's fine for you know the the schools systems to do because I know Doritos are cheaper than Fritos, believe it or not. Wow, but, but still, I don't want it. I do not fucking want it. In fact, I want to get Fritos and make walking a walking taco for myself out of pure spite.
1: Yeah, same.
0: But. For those of you who enjoy a walking taco and believe that Doritos is a better choice over Fritos, get your shit together.
1: Yeah. That sounds really I, – I bet I could get like veggie crumbles that taste a lot like beef, especially after you put the taco seasoning on. And I bet I could have that.
0: Oh, fuck yeah, you could.
1: And my wife would not like it, but she'd eat it.
0: It'd be a game changer. <laughs> I'm just a game changer.
1: She would tolerate it because it's not beef. <laughs>
0: It's a walking taco, though. Yeah, gotta you gotta enjoy a walking taco. Fucking, well, I, I don't like, even I, know
1: if she likes corn chips, to be honest.
0: Ah, uh, well, hell's well. Why don't you ask her? She, I'm sure she's right there somewhere.
1: No, nah, I don't know where she is, but it's uh, fine. I'll ask her some other time. She she's she lost in the some, <laughs> house somewhere. If she doesn't, if she doesn't like corn chips, she'll be my my topic next week. <laughs> what what's your topic this week? My topic so uh we've been trying to get in shape you and I. Yes. And uh so I've been I've been using the Apple Fitness workouts Fitness Plus. Um I think it's like 9.99 a month which is you know it, it's okay. It's cheaper by like a penny than than Planet Fitness. Um but uh and and it's great it's you can do it at home you got like five minute workouts 10 minute workouts all the way up to like 45 minute workouts Mm -hmm. um i've been sticking to about 20 minutes because that seems to be my fitness level right now
0: i think that's a good, you know and because you do it like so early in the morning i think 20 minutes is a good point to be at
1: yeah so i do 20 minutes i do a 20 minute like uh hit workout or something like that and then a 10 minute like uh cool down meditation so it ends up being 30 minutes Um, but it's, it's mostly, you know, the, the cool down meditation is just stretching and then, and then mindfulness, which is great. I, I mean, it's a great way to start the day. Yeah. But, um, uh, their app is so God awful to navigate. It doesn't like remember where I was. If, uh, there's like, so I've, I've, it gives you the option to add workouts to your, um, to your plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the way that the, what happens is when you add a workout, it just gets added to a list of downloads. And to get to that list, you have to scroll all the way to the bottom of the app. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. And there's no like there's no fitness plan, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, oh, what do you want to do today? Do you want to do do you want to do a strength workout, a hit workout, uh, yoga, some some meditation, some whatever? You know, uh, if you do it on your phone versus your iPad, you can you can have it go plan you a walk or a run or something. All great stuff. And, and every workout I've tried has been really nice. I've really enjoyed the workouts. I'm for the most part like the people who are doing them. And it's it's well done. But the app is so and I don't know, they put them in order. There's like episode numbers and stuff. And so you would think that like you'd want to start at episode one and there would be like a, a plan or a rhythm. As yeah. far as I can tell, there's not. It doesn't lead anywhere. It's not like episode one is five minutes and episode 72 is 45 minutes. Um It's just random. It's just like whatever they felt like fucking doing that day. And I hate it. I hate that about it. It really, really makes me mad because I just want uh, – so much of the Apple ecosystem is made so that you don't have to think about it. Like, that's that's one of the advantages of the ecosystem. And, man, it is so hard. It took me, like, an hour this morning to decide what workout I wanted to do. So, anyway, Apple, Fitness Plus, get your shit together. It's ridiculous. All
0: right, Working out shouldn't be that fucking complicated.
1: Not if you want people to actually do it. No. I don't <laughs> agree 100%. 100%. Um, uh,
0: Realizing it, as we're talking about fitness and
1: everything, were we supposed to record our vlog this morning <laughs> we were we were and i I woke up at like uh a quarter after four and then fell back asleep until about five o'clock and i I stayed awake long enough to see whether or not you'd text me, and when you didn't, I went yes, and went back to sleep for another half hour. <laughs>
0: I was wondering, like, when I woke up, I was like, I felt like there was something I was supposed to do today, but it's not Monday or Wednesday, so there's no work. Like, I, I can't fucking remember. And then, like, it dawned on me, I'm like, well, I know I'm supposed to do a vlog in the morning with Joe, but I'm pretty sure that's next week. And then I realized, oh no, we're going to do it today to release it for next week. Oh, it was
1: going to be released next week. Oh, yeah, because okay. it's going
0: to be the because it's going to be the beginning of February. Gotcha. So, well.
1: If you want to maybe get together Monday night and shoot a vlog, I'm in. But I, I I, don't think I want to get up early enough to do it on a Tuesday. Well, Monday night I got JFW.
0: Oh, that's right. Ah, yeah. man.
1: Ah, we got to figure out a time. I don't know. Yeah,
0: because the, the only times I'm free are Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Gotcha. So, I could maybe do a Sunday night. Yeah. Or – Depending on what your Wednesdays are like, maybe pound it out before you do GCL. Because you do GCL like late at night, right? I do. It's like 9 o'clock. Yeah, and all I'm looking for is like fucking 20 minutes. Gotcha. Yeah, I could
2: hop on at like 8.
0: Yeah. Pound it out. Bang it yeah. out. Fuck yeah. You know, just get that rubbed out real quick. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. 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 All right. All right.
2: All right.
0: Just pop on some headphones, make sure the doors are locked, fucking rub one out. Who gives a shit? Yeah, perfect, perfect. Excellent. Okay, so we'll do that tomorrow. We'll do. That. You want to do that tomorrow? Can we do that yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, that then? sounds good. Okay. We can do well, that. We'll, we'll commit to it tomorrow then. Perfect. Um, awesome. So, so awesome. So do some video blogs and everything. Uh, just in general, how, how have you been doing over the past month? Be completely honest with me. Uh Like with
1: fitness, Uh with everything, the health, the fitness, every everything with this journey. Be gotcha. completely honest with that. I I started out really strong, yeah, and then uh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know if like my mental health just took a dive or something, but I just I got I just for like two weeks, I have had really a, a lot of trouble getting up and and doing stuff in the morning. And then I don't know what changed, but I uh, oh, I know exactly what it was. I, I've been doing mostly the yoga and yeah. it's been nice. I really enjoy it. It's it's really low impact. It's whatever. um But I tried to do I tried to do too much. And I did like a 30 minute yoga session instead of like a 10 minute or 20 minute one. Yeah. And, and this is, this is where, like, I'm talking about fitness plus, like, I, I went too far too fast because there wasn't any guidance from the app. I just kind of picked something and hoped it would work. And I got about halfway through and was like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life and I can't do it anymore. And so I turned it off and I basically took two weeks off. Um, still getting up early and, and just going back to sleep or, or laying on the couch, scrolling through Twitter or Facebook, which, uh, horrible for my mental health. Wait, well right?
0: real, real quick. So, so, so the past couple of weeks on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when we've been waking up to work out, you haven't been working out?
3: Correct. Joey, me too. Nice. I'm
0: glad we're <laughs> I, in the same boat. I shit you not, man. I, and, and I know, I know what it is for me and it's not, it's not a mental health thing for me. Um, yeah. so when the weather started getting cold again, yes. and I had these shit windows in my house and my bed is right below my bedroom window. Yeah. So when I wake up in, like, when I wake up in the morning or something, I'm just, I have these bad fucking headaches because of the cold. I get that. And I can see am like, I gotta fucking rearrange my room, but there's no way to rearrange my room because one wall is a whole fucking closet, one wall has the bathroom door on it. You know, I could put it on the other wall, but then it'll just look all fucking weird because that wall has the door on it.
4: So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm kind of
0: stuck at this point. So, right. I mean, like, so for like the last couple of weeks and everything, like, I, I get up, I text you, I fucking lay there, try to get my fucking bearings together, and then I, I get up, and I, I, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of stretching and stuff, because I do feel my back kind of going out, but, like, as far yeah. as the workouts and everything, so far fucking behind.
1: Yeah. Like I uh, I, I, uh, I do the same thing. I wake up, I text you back, and then I'd, like, I, like, I might go sit on the couch, and then the cat will jump in my lap, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm here till the cat leaves. Can I, can, we, can we make a promise
0: today? Can we promise yeah. each other today? Okay, let's do the vlog tomorrow, and let's restart this together Monday. Perfect. Let's let's actually. Well, we will restart this. But we we I think what we need to do, like you said, you think maybe you hit it a little too hard too fast. I I just got to figure out what I need to do on my end. But let's start fresh on Monday. Yeah, and we'll just find a way to take it a little bit at time.
1: Yeah, like, that's right? Well, and that's that's what I was going to say. Was I tried? I, I switched from yoga to a hit workout last night. Yeah. And I felt so good that I thought, like, like, you know how you have a workout and you feel awesome? Mm -hmm. And you're like, why don't I do this all the time? Yeah. That's how I felt. I was like, I am so mad that I feel so good because I could have always felt like this. But instead, I walk around feeling like dog shit because I can't get myself to take 20 minutes and do this. Um, and so this morning I got up and did another one, and so like i'm I'm feeling so much better, and I feel like this one this time it might take because i I feel so good afterwards, and I'm not just doing yoga which is which is nice, but like doesn't i don't know I don't feel as good after yoga as I feel uh, after getting my cardio going
0: i would, i think what I think what I would recommend you to try to do at least is do the hit workouts and everything in the morning and yeah. maybe doing the yoga stuff in the afternoon and the evenings.
5: Yeah, I think that like, makes sense.
0: Like before bed or something like that. Kind of like, yeah. a, like a cool down for the day kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I loved it. I mean, like I, said, I was kind of in the same boat for the first couple of weeks when I started the program and everything. I mean, I felt great. You know, I felt a little bit limber and everything. All of a sudden, I woke up one morning. My fucking head was bothering me because my fucking head was cold. And I just, I, I, all of a sudden my body started fucking aching and everything. I was like, fuck it, I'm just, I'm just gonna lay here. I'll, you know, I'll do the workout when I get home. But then, you know, as soon as I got home, I had to do JFW. And I was like, I, I'm gonna go to bed. Like, I don't know what it is. And I, I was talking to actually Michelle about this on, uh, two days ago Sunday when I was at, uh, Steam Hollow. Is, um, I've been having, <laughs> I've been having these weird spells of pure, like, exhaustion. Yeah. Like like I would wake up like in the morning, normal time, no alarm or anything, just wake up. Do some stuff and all of a sudden I'm just fucking tired again. To the point where I just want to like lay down and take a nap. And like like I think on Sunday I woke up at like eight in the morning to get ready to go to church, but I was just so fucking tired i was just like I, I'm not gonna go to church. Now. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rest. I'm gonna lay down. I just feel fucking tired. And then I woke up at like 10 o'clock and I'll say, okay, well, I got a wrestling show. I got leave for by like one thirty. So I put around the house and everything. And then also around 12 o'clock, I just, again, I just exhausted. So I fucking lay down again. And then I was like, okay, I don't think I'm gonna go to this fucking wrestling show, but I do got the steam hollow party at fucking four o'clock. And even then I was so fucking exhausted, but I felt like that all weekend. Yeah. And I'm not sure what the fuck it was. And I was like, I just, I, I just had these weird moments of pure like exhaustion where I just want to lay down. I just want to rest. And then also <coughs> companies, and I don't know if it's related or not, but my right arm gets completely fucking weak. Oh, like almost like a weird numbness where like I feel like, like I can pick shit up, but it feels like I can't really pick shit up. I don't know if it's related or not, um, but what I did notice, what changed between the weekend and today, and I think it goes back to my whole, like, carb intolerance thing that I thought I might have, <laughs> is, like, I, I know I had a heavy amount of carbs over the weekend, and I haven't really had any carbs mm. the last, like, two days since, like, Sunday evening, when I got, obviously I was at Steam Hall drinking beer and shit. Um, but all day Monday I really had no carbs whatsoever. I fasted a lot and then I had, I had probably the right amount of carbs, maybe a little bit under, still under the calorie count, but right now I'm kind of energetic and I'm kind of good. So I wonder, I'm wondering if like maybe I need to really stick to this ketosis thing and actually honor it like I said I am and really hmm. commit to it because I think I think that energy burning is what's benefiting me.
1: Gotcha. Do you know what your um, uh, basal metabolic rate is?
0: What is that like a spice, like oregano?
1: No, it's like the uh, it's the minimum amount of uh, energy you use if you don't do literally anything.
0: I don't fucking know.
6: Maybe. Yeah.
1: So, like, what's that? Tell me throw me an example of what you're talking about. Yeah, so like, let me, let me get this calculator going for me. 32, uh, like 5 foot 10, and let's say 245 pounds. I think I'm down to, which I'm happy about. Yeah, so like, if I didn't do anything, if I literally just laid in bed and all I did was breathe all day, I would need two thousand sixty eight calories to stay two hundred and forty five pounds. That's that's like the amount of energy it takes to think, to breathe, to pump my heart, uh to to not literally waste away and die. Okay. Um if you aren't at least eating an amount of calories equal to your basal metabolic rate your body will go into a type of starvation mode where you're not going to lose weight, and that could explain your exhaustion. Uh, so, like, if you're trying to hit 3,600 calories a day, like, that, if that's your maximum, and then you're only hitting 1,800, but, like, you actually need a thousand 3,000 to be able to, like, think, that could be why you're exhausted. You should be, like, either, like, right at it or just above it if you want to lose weight.
0: Yeah, so this says I should have 3,000 calories a day. Yeah. And today I ate, uh, 2,100. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel fine though. I mean, right mm. now I feel good. But here's the thing. And, and this is what I was trying to look at. To, like, like I was watching like some videos on some guy and we really do got to get back into this watch along. But, uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, so, so, so fat. So a pound of fat in a day is 3,500 calories. Right, so you 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 eat thirty five hundred calories in a day, you're going to gain a pound, and
1: you can lose that. Yeah, if that's if you eat. So if you eat thirty five hundred calories over your basal met oh, over what you use.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let me. Yeah. I I can find the video real quick. Um, because I just, I mean, I I found this guy on TikTok because that's the generation I choose to live in. Um. Yeah. And I just love everything. Like, I'm trying to, like, listen to, like, more of what this guy's saying because, I mean, a lot of this shit makes sense. And he's also very motivational in his own little way, too. I, I just – I know I need to do better, and I know, like, I haven't been committed to that in the last couple of weeks. And I just – I actually feel pretty good. I'm
1: not alone here. Um. Yeah, same, honestly. <laughs> I was like, man – He's getting up, and he's doing these workouts, and I'm just fucking sleeping on the couch with a cat in my lap. Yeah, No, I, I feel the same way. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I feel guilty for fucking just
0: – I'm like, because like, I literally – I wake up, text you, and I'm just like, I, I can't fucking work out today. That's why, like – and it, it started around the time I told you that, like, I think I might start working out in the afternoons. that might be benefit, more beneficial for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, that makes sense. But they uh, like I said, "I mean, like, I, I, I want to commit to this. I want us to keep each other accountable because I think that's what's going to help us." Um, we're just like I, said, I just, I would like to get back into it and do it. Oh, here it is. Natural resting metabolic rate is. Let's you know
3: how many calories you need to eat to stay stable. Lets you know how yeah, many yeah. calories you yeah. need to exist and stay stable. What would happen? Tell me if Casey, who needs twenty two hundred calories a day, if Casey eats. 4,000 calories a day, how many extra calories will he get? 1,800. Do you know how many calories equal a pound of fat on the body?
0: Fucking, look at, Joe, it's like you watched
7: this video.
3: There's some math you may want to write down tonight. It's 3,500 calories equal one pound. So. When Tasty and Ryan said, we, had a, we have 100 pounds to lose, I automatically knew. If one pound is 3,500 calories, then how much is 100 pounds? What is 100 times 3,500? 3, if they will deficit through nutrition or exercise 3,500 calories, they should lose approximately 100 pounds. I
0: want to know what your
3: what your natural resting.
0: God, this fucking, I, I love this fucking dude, and I love his videos. There's another one that he did on oh, this one right here.
3: This want to know what...
0: okay. right here. All right, so we, get, so we got to preface this. So he's working out with this dude who's overweight. Okay. Gotcha. And this is the video that kinda like made me realize last month that like I really need to fucking do something. And how I knew it was fate is because I think like three days later is when you talked about this accountability thing with me. Mm-hmm. But uh, but this, this fucking video is what did it for I me. the dude's right. It's like you know like when when you sit there and you do nothing but overeat, not work out, not do anything and you also you're not seeing results and everything. It's like you're just doing it to your fucking self. Yeah. But that's why that's why I'm I'm I, I really want to get my I really want to kick myself in the ass and get refocused. And that's why I say like I want to do this vlog tomorrow. And I want, I'm going to re, I'm, you keep continuing what you're doing. I'm re kicking, starting myself on Monday. Um, as far as like the workouts, I'm starting the whole program all over again and shit like that. And I'm still going to continue to wake up Monday and Friday in the morning. And regardless, I'm going to be up and I'm going to try to get through this shit. Because, uh, we do got, I, I, I got to do better. I'm not going to say we, I got to do better.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, we is fine. I'm, I gotta do better too. Okay.
0: But all right, so you ready to uh, see? Uh, yeah, let's you, do
3: it. You, okay.
0: So if you guys uh, haven't checked out last week's episode, uh, we started looking through the um, uh, the mayor, the Chicago mayor uh, debates that uh, happened uh, almost two weeks ago, because I believe the elections is next month. Yeah, was uh, oh,
1: it already next month?
0: Dang! Actually, it might be like in the next couple of weeks because. When they did this, they said that the election was in a month, and that actually might be February. Um, see if I can find it here. Yeah,
1: February twenty eighth. So at
0: the end of February, they're going to do the elections for uh, Chicago. Now I don't live in Chicago, so the the mayor election isn't going to be my mayor. But like Joe mentioned last week, the mayor of Chicago, Chicago's going to pretty much reflect the entire state. Um, so it's, it is interesting to see how people's perspectives are on certain um, uh, topics. Uh, last week they talked about it was both. They, we they got through two questions because there's nine candidates. Each had uh, forty five seconds to respond to the question. Both were pertaining to crime. The first one was about civilian protection. The second, I believe, was business and vendors.
1: Uh, yeah, we were talking. Yeah, crime and safety, and then crime and safety specifically related to uh, people getting robbed in the mornings
0: yes so uh, uh, so far you and I are both in agreement that uh, Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson is the uh, best candidate yeah and uh, so we're doing a we're doing a ranking system um, of the top three best answers that we think it is individually. Um, and the top one person gets three points, the second person gets two points, and the third person gets one point. And then at the very end of all this, cause it's probably gonna be a three, maybe a four episode series, uh, depending on how long we get through this, like I said, we, we're 18 minutes into a 128, or an hour and 28 minute, uh, uh, campaign. So we got another hour and 10 minutes to go. Woo! Yeah, we only did 18 minutes last, last
1: week. <gasps> And then the show is still like an hour and a half, so. Alright. Well, <coughs> so hopefully, gonna... hopefully these, uh, the next topics won't be as contentious feeling. <laughs> yeah. I won't feel so strongly.
0: Yeah, so I don't know what, the, I don't know what the topics are. I don't know how many there are going to be. So it's going to be a surprise to both of us. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll dive back in here and everything, and this should be where we left off. So, if Joe, you're ready. I can, uh, press play and we can get going. I'm ready. Distributed so
1: that they can okay. be where they
8: need to be at the right time. Thank you. And now, Ken Buckner will be answering right. this next question first, and it is coming.
0: I hear that? Okay.
8: Young yeah, people I'm in Chicago that, right. have faced a lot of trauma, gun violence, a global pandemic, and learning loss because of that. Schools across the country are seeing an uptick in disruptive behaviors. Teachers report some younger students are two grades behind socially in school. The U.S. Surgeon General says our youth is facing unprecedented mental health challenges. So the question is. What is your plan to address youth mental health? Ken Buckner first.
4: Uh, Well, thank you for that question, Judy. Uh, The pandemic did not break us. It revealed to us what was already broken about us, about our systems, uh, about our processes, and about the things that we find important. Our young people have been left behind, and we know that there uh, is a real epidemic in this city um, of mental health crises going on. Uh, I believe in the treatment, not trauma model, Uh, and I also have rolled out a very comprehensive mental health plan. I'm one of the only people on this stage to have done so that talks directly at making sure that our young people have the ability to get resources. I talk about opening up 20 clinics. I talk about making sure that four of those clinics are 24 hours, 365 days a year, so we can meet people where they are and make sure that we are giving people the proper tools that they need to deal with the issues that are addressing them. All
8: right, thank you. Willie Wilson,
4: same question.
6: <laughs> well, I, I believe you have to take the young young people and making sure that Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll understand they got to make a living, start by education, putting trade, teaching them business and things like that to give them something to do. And, and a lot of young people don't want necessarily a job. They want economic empowerment that they love to do. A lot of people won't be on the street if they had something that they love to do and they could be in their own particular business and things of that nature. You know, so I think we got to take a whole look at. It. I would run it like I run my my business. Chicago has got to change his outlook and run it like you run a business because Chicago okay. is
8: a
0: business. All right, thank uh, you. Just out of curiosity, anything about that related to mental health?
1: Not a, well. I'll give them. I'll, I will give him economic empowerment. That that could potentially, uh, if if you're if you are making money doing something you love, so you're you're not. You're not going hungry. You're able to pay for having a shelter over your head. You can pay for having clothes on your, you know, shoes on your feet, pants on your legs. Um, you know, and you like it. It's fulfilling. Uh, that, that does go a long way in, in improving people's mental health. Um, but I, uh, the rest of it, not so much.
0: Yeah. It, it's just, it, it's, it's not, I mean, I don't, I, obviously, I think Cam Buckner did a lot better to answer the question with, uh, Same. the, uh, the, um, uh, what's the word? Clinics. Oh, yeah, more clinics, especially 24-hour, 24-7, 365 ones. This dude just sounded like he said, like, hey, if we do this, then we should solve this. But it has nothing to do with, like, the mental health. It's just, like, if we do this, and it should help mental health. Yeah. It's like, it's like me saying, hey, Joe. Yeah. You got a problem with mental health sometimes? I
1: do. You uh, Do you like ice cream? I love ice cream. I'm going to open up an ice cream shop down the road from you. That should help. Nice. You know what I'll do is I'll eat so much of that and then just feel yeah. like shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. He definitely, for me, anyways, it didn't seem like he really answered the question. He just kind of like, we we just need to get
8: more people into
0: business. Yeah. That's like, cool.
8: Brandon Johnson, same question, youth mental health.
9: Yeah, well, as a public school teacher, I've seen firsthand what disinvestment looks like and the impact of traumatized communities. <clears throat> When Paul Vallis was in charge of public schools, he further stratified our school district, leaving our schools without the necessary support that they they need. And so that's why the Treatment Not Trauma movement is supporting my candidacy, to make sure that we actually have frontline workers to respond to the crises. We also have to reopen our mental health clinics. Look, I've had a brother who died from untreated trauma and he was unhoused. Under my administration, we're gonna have better support for not just our young people, for our communities as a whole to deal with the untreated trauma <clears throat> that unfortunately past administrations have
10: neglected. Okay. I won't. All right. Thank you. Paul Vallis, 45 seconds. Well, Dr. Johnson continues to confuse me with other superintendents. Look, this is what we need to do. We spend $30,000 per child in the Chicago public schools. Only 60% of the money finds its way into the local schools, into the local classrooms. The bottom line is we've got to really significantly reduce the size of the central office. Centralize the centralized district pushed the money down to local school levels. We've got to open all of our campuses, invite community-based organizations, health care services, mental health services, onto the campuses so that the campuses can be open through the dinner on weekends, over the summer, during the holidays, so the kids are engaged. And we've got to create work-study, high school work-study opportunities for these children so they can get engaged Every city agency, department, contractor, vendor, who has a contract with the city could create those jobs. Those are the things we need to do. Okay, thank you. Youth Mental Health, Lori Lifley.
11: Look, our young people were traumatized before the pandemic, and that got exacerbated during the pandemic, which is why we increased funding for mental health across our city sevenfold. We are now serving 60,000 people a year, and when I came to office, we were serving 2,500. We are um, making sure for the first time ever that we're –
0: did she really just say before I got to office twenty five hundred people now that I'm here, sixty thousand
1: yeah, excellent. I'm glad you heard that too i was I was like wow, that's right? that's a huge increase <laughs> I'm sure she I'm sure she meant
0: it in like uh like she opened up the program to help the people that definitely needed it that wasn't getting it, but what it just sounded like was with me in office. The, the the number of mental health need, the, the number of people who needed help with mental health went 20 <laughs> times higher. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think for me, anyways the way she worded that, very poorly. Mm-hmm
11: serving young people and children. We're in every single one of our 77 neighborhoods. We've increased the number of social workers in schools. We've met our contractual obligations with the CTU. Uh, Mr. Vallis talks about things that we should do. I agree. We're doing them actually right now. Okay. Thank you. Same
7: question. 45 seconds. Roderick. Thank you. I like to think that I was contributing to the fact that we're doing seven times increase of mental health funding because when I first became a mental health commission uh chairman I visited every mental health clinic and what I did notice each clinic was underutilized it was not open long enough and they were not serving children when I reported back to the uh, uh the doctor mental uh for public health we talked about these things and I believe that she would send them to the administration and they got them noticed that we were not doing what we should be doing. We're not notifying people that we had mental health clinics. We weren't telling them all the service that we provide for free. So I like to think that this seven times increase was part of what we were doing, part of what I was doing as chairman, getting that information out to the people that needed it and let them know that we need to invest more in these services, particularly for youth.
8: Okay. Thank you. Same question. Chewie Garcia.
7: The pandemic was brutal to families and especially low income people,
2: especially children and students. There is a greater need for mental health services today than ever before concrete steps that I would take is I would hire more clinicians and partner with Cook County government with President Perkwinkle to utilize the network of city health clinics and county clinics 24 and 14 respectively. In addition to that, we should explore collaborating with community health centers to increase the availability of mental health services. This is how we turn the corner on this very pressing issue and address the needs of students and children.
8: All right, thank you. And 45 seconds to J. Maul Green.
2: You know, our kids
12: deserve better. I'm really mm-hmm. sick and tired of hearing the urgency. Uh, that they're trying to say on this stage, but we have somebody here at every level of government, congressman, state rep, commissioner, alderman, my mayor, and yet I don't see that same urgency when I'm in these neighborhoods. Our young people are suffering. They need safe spaces. They need mental health uh, support in our schools. The ratio to counselors to students uh, are ridiculous. We need to reopen mental health clinics that are institutions that are tackling mental health holistically, not just psychiatry, but yoga, boxing, karate, etc. I have a community center that we're trying to open up in Gresham, but our mayor is holding that back. They need safe spaces to go.
8: They need safe spaces to grow and be better. Okay. Thank you. And candidate Sophia King.
5: Yeah. There are two professions that we throw everything at their feet that we are unable to solve. Teachers, and police and they're both speaking with their feet. They both need more help, especially our teachers. We need to bring professionals like clinicians into the school to help deal with the mental health insecurities that our kids have. But engagement is something that we need to do most too. There's no reason why we couldn't have after school programs in K through twelve through our for our students so that they can be more engaged. We also have to bring the trades back to the schools so that Children do, that do not choose college can have something that they can also look forward to. So uh, I would be uh, increasing engagement in schools uh,
8: as well as okay. bringing mental health professionals back to the schools. Thank you. And since you went first, uh, Cam Buckner, is 30 seconds.
4: I agree with the mayor. Uh, the young people in Chicago have been traumatized, and this administration has made it worse. Uh, the truth of the matter is that young people in Chicago were crying out for resources. This mayor and this administration gave them none. <gasps> We couldn't even keep pools open in the summertime This in, uh, in Chicago. There is there is something wrong with that. As my grandfather used to say a long time ago, don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me. The city has to do that to our young people. All right. Thank you. We're going to
0: move on. I really want to give him all three of my points just for his fucking response. That's amazing.
1: That was a good response.
0: Uh, any Anything highlighted uh, that you want to mention that we didn't mention already?
1: Uh not, not, not in particular. I'm trying to think of who. Uh, I feel like uh, Lightfoot, Vallis, uh No, Vallis did have some answers. Uh, Lightfoot, Sawyer, and um, Jamal, I think. Uh, they all – I and, and Sophia King a little bit. I, I feel like there were a lot of people who didn't answer the question this time or didn't answer yeah. it right away. They wasted a lot of their time, like – you Uh know, um, rightfully or wrongfully bashing other people, you know, I, I, yeah, you know. Yeah. The, the one thing I noticed
0: with Roderick's answer was, uh, he didn't talk about what he's looking to do. He's talking about stuff he's already did. Yeah. And clearly if it's, this is stuff he's already have done and they're seeing that there's still an issue with it, then there's a problem, but he didn't focus anything. Like if you listen to anything he said, he's like, he's like, what? Everyone's talking about, it. it's like, we, we already have it in place. We're already doing it. It's like, okay, well then, what are you going to do to improve it then? Because clearly right. there's still a problem. Um, and yeah, I agree. Like Jamal, you know, obviously, you know, wants to blame the mayor. Uh, Cam did a little bit. Uh, so for me, uh, I gave one point to Cam Buckner. Cause like I said, I, I do like the idea of, you know, opening more clinics, especially 24 hour ones, year round and everything. I'm giving one point to him. Uh, I'm going to give two points to Paul Vilas. Uh, Vallis, mm-hmm. because I just felt like he did kind of deep dive into the school system a lot more. And probably, that probably has to do with the fact that Brandon Johnson attacked him about the school, uh, issue. Uh, but I think he kind of like went a little bit more in depth in like what his plan was. So I am want to give two points to, uh, to Vallis. And then my three points I'm going to give to Julie Garcia, because I think he detailed his stuff a lot better than everyone else.
1: Gotcha, nice. I uh I went with uh, three points to Brock uh, to Buckner. Um, I uh-huh. I felt like he well I I like I maybe he got an advantage for going first and then also I liked his his response. But yeah,
0: um, if I if I based it on his response, I'd one hundred percent put it on him. But his was more of just uh when I listened to his response, response wasn't like a really answer to the question. It was just you know again just attacking yeah. the mayor stuff. Which I, I mean I. Uh, I'm fine when it's a little things like that, but when, you know, other debates happen where you're just purely just attacking your person instead of giving your own resolutions, it just sours me so much on that kind of debate.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, I had, so I gave him the three. I, I like that he specifically said he wants to open X number of clinics and he wants mm-hmm. a certain number of them to be open 24 hours. I think that's great. And I like the specifics of that. Um, I'd like to know more about his comprehensive plan that he says he has, but I, yeah. you know, I imagine I can go find that somewhere. Um, I gave one point to Johnson for basically, you know, he's, he's, it sounds like he and, and, and Buckner are kind of in the same space in terms of yeah. treatment, not trauma, more mental health clinics, better support for people. Um, I realize it's not specifics, but like, that's okay. I'm, I'm, you know, uh, and then Val was, I'm surprised that I gave him two. I really, I, I thought when he was talking about, um, you know, like the first 30 seconds of his answer was all about education. And I wasn't into that. I really kind of hate, you know, like you really aren't answering the question. But then he gets yeah. into, you know, we want to invite these services on campus, which I'm like, you don't you don't necessarily need a mental health clinic if you can get the service that you need without ever leaving school, yeah. you know. And then talking about, you know, providing meals from basically breakfast through dinner uh, have been being available for people to get food over the summer and over the weekends like that. There's a huge problem with food insecurity. And Mm -hmm. I you know, that's that's a great solution to mental health. You know, there's there is a balance between, you know, if you're not eating too if you're not eating enough, you can't function. If you're eating too much, you're going to feel like crap. You know, but but being able to make sure kids can eat is like that's number. It's really it's it's like number one on my list of things that like I am so embarrassed to live in a country where there are kids who are hungry
0: ever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and so that, yeah. that's a big one for me. Yeah, and I think I think I mean like uh, between you and me, you know, not not like secretly, but you know, with us as examples, uh, poor nutrition definitely affects us mentally. Oh yeah, you know and. I I I mean I I like the idea of like some school programs. I think this I think Piattown's program did start doing that for the elementary kids. I don't I'm, I'm thinking I can't really I don't really know. Uh, start doing like breakfast in the morning and stuff like that, which I think is really cool. You know, it's like because it's not it's not that you know kids in the area aren't being fed by their parents or anything, but a lot of these buses, you know, they pick these kids up at like six in the fucking oh, yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. You know, so unless they're getting up way early in the morning to eat some breakfast, get cleaned up and go, usually they're just getting up, getting cleaned up, packing the lunch and hanging out and everything. So I think the idea, and I know, I know college, or not college, but Chicago schools, I know they're really big on the breakfasts, like they offer the breakfast to the students and the lunches and stuff like that. And I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like getting some of these uh, community centers and stuff to offer up meals and shit too. Not so much like a soup kitchen for like the homeless, but Something where kids could go and get like you know like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a bag of chips and an apple and a banana and some juice and shit like that. that <laughs> some walking tacos made properly. We're, yeah, with Fritos, <laughs> Eat by hand or with a spoon, however you want to be, you know. So, um, yeah, no, honestly, I, I yeah, Paul Paul kind of surprised me. I didn't think I was gonna give him any fucking points. I was yeah, like, yeah, same. You kind of sold me on it though. I mean, like he 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 kind of responded to what was said about him and he did it in a, in a decent manner.
1: Yeah, but I do uh, like, you know, I, I know we gotta move on. I liked Tui's answer because it felt very practical. You know, if you're, if you can, if you, if you can utilize the, the community health centers you already have, then you don't have to build new ones or reopen new ones. That's great. Uh, and I also like, J, uh, J-Mall's, um, I, I like the idea of attracting this holistically of, of giving, you know, uh, there's, that's a huge problem with kids not having a places to be. You know, um, especially, you know, I think last year there was a, there was a shooting over a millennial park or millennium park and, um, uh, they banned kids from being there from like six o'clock in the evening on just as like a way to try and solve this. And, uh, the problem is, is that like kids, you can't, there's nowhere you can be anymore without spending money yeah. as a kid. You know, the library, maybe the mall, but like, how are you going to get to a mall if you live in the city? There's not many malls in the city. You know, it's it's very hard to have, so having, having places for kids to go, that makes sense to me. And if you can have it be a, you know, a boxing, yoga, community center, awesome. I'm in. But, uh, you know, I just, he, he, yeah, he, he lost points for me with his, like, uh, attacking the mayor and then, like, not really having specifics until the very end. Yeah, it's just and
0: it's like you said. I mean, like I'm sure they got community centers in the areas that you know they would are looking to build new ones. But realistically, it'd probably be more cost effective for the taxpayer to maybe rehab what's there instead of you know just rebuilding something brand new. Right. You know. So, all right, let's move on to the next question. I bet I bet you there's gonna be a fucking YouTube ad right here.
8: As do that to our young people. All right. Thank you. We're going to move on to our next round right here. Our next question will be answered first by Willie Wilson here, and it is coming from our Craigwell, Craig. Access to
1: transportation is what we're talking about here. In some communities, residents need to take two or more buses to either get to school or jobs or to the doctor's office. Others are very concerned about their own public safety when they're on the CTA. If people cannot rely on public transportation to get to the school or jobs or to see their doctor, these are significant barriers to opportunity. How would you remove these barriers so that people can reasonably get from one place to another? <laughs> well, you got to take the handcuffs well, finish, off the right trains now, and put I'll them wait. on the criminals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just so glad Willie Wilson's the first one to answer because it literally, it literally is all uphill from here, right? Oh, oh, I'm ready like, to pay attention. I can enough. just imagine. I can just imagine. Sense like, well, you know, if you want to solve the transportation problem, just get rid of all public transportation, right? Yeah, I can picture him saying that. Right? Do we really need trains? We need these Ubers.
6: So you have to take them. Make sure you. Put armed security on the CTA. Bus, it all, hold on, yeah. You gotta hire more police officers and get them on board. You gotta stop playing politics so much. You, 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 look, this particular administration now, <clears throat> she feels safe, the mayor often feels safe, it, and, and the people's afraid. If you got 91 police officer guiding her, what about the people? All right? You should look at if you really care about people safe. You got to look at everything. You got to cut the budget okay. the right way and make it work.
8: And that is your time. Thank you. And to Brandon Johnson next.
9: Yeah, look, it's very clear that the public transportation system here in Chicago is unsafe and unreliable. You know, my family, we rely upon the public transportation system. And we can tell you firsthand what it's like to sit and have to wait. And that has a lot to do with the fact that we have the same old tire politics that continues to leave families behind. And the truth of the matter is, if you have a transportation system that, that the workers don't feel safe, the riders don't feel safe, it means we have to make sure that we're providing critical investments. To be a real world-class city, you have to have a transportation system that works for everyone. I've done it as a Cook County Commissioner, collaborating with PACE and METRA. CTA refused to come to the table. As Mayor of Chicago, the CTA will be at the table. We have a better transportation system under my administration.
8: Okay, thank you. And Paul Vallis, 45. Whether it's
10: access, maintenance, or for that matter, cleanliness, the CTA has failed across the board and it needs new leadership. Yep. But bear in mind that the ridership right now per day is down about half a million don't blame it on COVID. Blame it on crime. Blame it on the perception that the CTA is unsafe. The fare box is now 18 percent, 18 percent of the operating budget, which means when COVID is over, when the COVID money is over, they're going to be fading, facing a, cast, a catastrophic budget deficit. Your at, the end of the, at the end of the day, public safety on the CTA has to be a top priority. And if you simply use the $100 million that they're using – for the privatized security, you could up the police force on the CTA to 500 and provide that security. Okay, that is the time. Thank you. Lori light. So I
11: have to say, uh, Mr. Vallis clearly hasn't written the CTA um, or the bus, or the rail, in a very long time, because we do have uniform officers on the CTA, bus and rail, and we've increased them steadily over the course of the last year, which is why we're seeing violent crime go down. We've collaborated uh, with the unions, bus and rail, to ask them what they need, and we've responded in kind. We've added canine patrols at the fare box, because so what we know is the data shows that the problems later start with somebody jumping the fare box. The CTA absolutely must be safe and we're working hard every single day to get it there. But we need to make sure that we are accurate in the things that we say and not just, again, uh, spew uh, soundbites that have no basis in fact
8: <clears throat> way too often on this stage. Thank you. And now to Roderick Sawyer.
7: Yeah, to remove the barriers of opportunity on CTA, first of all, I agree. It does have to be safe. You want to make sure that we're doing what's necessary. And part of what's necessary is, you know, canceling that contract and replacing them with sworn officers. I think we should do that and make sure people are safe. Additionally, we need to make sure that workers are safe, our union workers that are working on the trains and rail lines every day, make sure they're supported, giving them the resources necessary to make the place clean, make all the stops and buses clean and safe. And then we have to talk about equity. Equity, we still are talking about a quarter of the city that does not have adequate rail service. We know that it's coming. We're working on that. But we want to make sure that people understand we have to give them Opportunity and options for safe transportation. Okay, thank you, Chuy Garcia.
2: First of all. Um- the federal government has kept our transit systems functioning during the pandemic, even though ridership has been at an all-time low because of the pandemic. It is urgent to convene the leadership at the CTA, at the RTA, as well as PACE to figure out new strategies. The challenges are huge because it is projected that there will be huge deficits. As a member of the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee, I'm engaged in those conversations. We've got to figure out a new way to make bus and trains safer cleaner and more reliable it is critical to the sustainability of our city
8: all right thank you and Jamal Green 45 seconds
12: well let me just say transportation is a right right and we have so much to do in regards to CTA of course We must change the leadership. And there are a lot of neighborhoods that don't even have access, right? All Gill Gardens, all the way at the edge of our city is without transportation in a grocery store. And now during campaign season, they're talking about, oh, we're finally going to do it after all of these years. We have to make the critical investments on CTA. I would call for a state of emergency in the first hundred days so that we could deploy social workers to get folks off of the CTA who need services that they need. Uh, And we're going to make CTA safe clean and fast with new innovative ideas and we have to show our workers on the front line and see <sighs> every day that we value them and care for them. Okay, thank you. Sophia King. To help protect from
1: HIV. I... <laughs> this podcast is brought to you.
0: <laughs> Sophia King. To help protect from HIV. Now, I'm um, Yeah, so... Well, uh, oh, actually, is cool. This is one of these four-second ones I could just fucking skip. So oh, nice. let's give that fucking minute. Don't worry, Dougie. I'll fucking mention your shit here in a minute. Calm down.
1: So, anything to add so far? Um, I don't know. Nothing in particular. I I feel like uh, I haven't loved most of the answers so far. Um. I think Roderick
0: Sawyer, Sawyer probably gave the best answer so far.
1: Yeah, I thought about giving him a three as we got past him. I, like, I liked his answer. Yeah. Uh, I like che- – like, go ahead. I would say Chewy, I like his answer, but, like, he's, 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 he's approaching him as a congressman, which is like – it makes me want to say, okay, then stay in Congress and make sure it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You're going to quit Congress and do this? Yeah, I,
0: yeah, cause I, I noticed like, so like with Brand, and I, I love Brent, so I mean, Brand Johnson's my guy so far. But the one thing I noticed like with his answer, he just talked about that it was dangerous. But there was no actions he was talking about taking to make it yeah. better. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Paul, he talked a little bit about like what he would do, but still, it was all just about danger. Lori spent her entire time talking about how wrong he was. Nothing about the changes she is making or does make. She's like, well, apparently Paul doesn't uh, ride uh, public transportation because we do have people out there. We should probably stop saying negative things on here and waste their whole fucking time.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I like Jamal's answer, but really Jamal's answer was kind of a photocopy of exactly what Roderick
1: said. Yeah, it was really in specific. I did like his, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the implications are. I don't know how it leads to, but I like that he says, you know, we're going to make a state, of, we're going to call for a state of emergency within my first hundred days. Um. I, I like that. You know that that tells me that you understand that the situation is serious and you want to use your executive authority to make a change. Yeah. You know uh, I, I like that, but I you know I, I'm nervous about it because I don't know what it means because I, I feel like a lot of times state emergency gets declared and then all of a sudden you're living in a police state.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I said, like so far for me, it's Roderick Green, uh, and then probably Paul. Because, like I said, the other ones who did it, like, really didn't talk about what they project to do. Yeah,
1: I do think, uh, uh, I would, I would say just about the same, but I would shockingly, and I'm, I'm as surprised as anybody that I'm about to say this, and hopefully someone gives a better answer soon. <laughs> um, here you go willie no uh I actually liked Lightfoot's answer i don't think it answered the question, mm-hmm. but i did uh i did appreciate her defending her you know like like violent crime is going down all the she she is right that uh i mean every time I've ridden the train, I've seen uniformed officers, i've seen the canine patrols of the fare boxes i don't i wish that those didn't exist yeah. but I, I appreciated that she's like, Look, we're doing all these things that you guys have said. So it's either you know, to me I would take the next step and say, and it doesn't fucking work. Uh-huh. But, you know, that's that's my yeah. that's not socialism talking.
5: <laughs> yeah, so in order to increase ridership, we definitely have to have safety. But in order to have a world class transportation system in our city we need to take a regional approach we have to be able to collaborate in order to do that with the state with the county and with the city so that we can use economies of scale i had uh, residents in bronzeville where the cta was trying to shut down the 43rd street bus on a sunday and we fought to make sure that they had the equity that they needed but also so they could get to church we need to make sure that we continue to fight for equity and transportation and everything that we do. And as mayor, I will continue to do that.
8: Thank you. Cam
4: Buckner. Listen, uh, I rode the red line here today. I'm a uh, regular CTA rider. And I can tell you right now, Judy, that, that CTA is broken and we have to find uh, a way to fix it. Spending $30 million on, on security dogs uh, like this is 1960 George Wallace's Alabama is a problem. Uh, we got to find a different way to do this. There are 30,000 cameras on the system that are, aren't connected. We need transit ambassadors. All of this is in my plan. We also talk about a text program so people can talk about contemporaneous issues that are going on on the CTA. Uh, we need to find ways to do ferry integration and bus rapid transit and all of the things that make this a world-class system and a world-class city. And under a Buckner administration, there will be no more ghost buses and no more ghost CTA presidents. Okay, thank you.
0: I hope, he does. I hope if he wins, he refers to himself as Buckner. Yeah, I hope I hope he gets up on stage like Buckner's here for you, right? Because fuck yeah, that that that, that would win him for life for me forever, governor even. So I just want to just like Buckner knows what to do, right?
8: Willie Wilson, thirty second rebuttal. <clears throat> okay, really well one thing that I would do, again. I would take
6: and put conductor backs on the CTA, clean it up, lower your fare. Then you will see prices and things, rider goes down, rider goes
3: up. <laughs>
6: if you lower your prices, you can attract more people to ride the CTA. If you get them business safely, if you like, you go and you buy a Big Mac, you lower your price down 25%, percent see more people come in. Okay,
8: thank you.
0: <laughs> he, did he just talk about lowering prices of Big Macs? Yep. God this fucking kid.
8: <laughs> first,
0: time, first time around, what we need safer uh, travel. Second time around, cheaper.
1: I uh I Oh, I feel a little gross saying this, but like I wish he was the vice president right now. Just because like the idea of Biden and Willie Wilson both like barely making it through their sentences is so funny to me. I would just, I would just love to
0: see those two sit across from each other and have a contest and seeing who could stay awake the longest. Cause this fucking dude, <laughs> this fucking dude just looks like he's tired.
1: He sounds like he's falling asleep at the post. Yeah. He's
0: just like, cause like you see his eyes are getting like really heavy. He's like, listen, I only just gotta, you know, just gotta increase the business and, uh, you know, gotta, gotta, gotta get kids into schools and get them into education and, uh, what? Yeah. You know? Uh, So, uh, so for me, uh, I gave three points to Buckner. I think he crushed it. Same. Uh, he absolutely did very well. Uh, I gave two points to Sawyer and, uh, I gave one point to, uh, Jamal.
1: Nice. I gave, uh, I gave two points to Johnson, one point to Sawyer.
0: Awesome. Two points to Johnson one point to Sawyer and did he,
1: he say Oh, that? I'm sorry. I jumped in with the Yeah, I gave three to to Buck. Okay, cool. One, two, three.
0: That's what I thought you said, but I didn't want to mark it until I was confirmed. So, yep. Okay, okay, awesome. Cool. Well, right, let's see well, what the next question is here. Well, we're about an hour, five minutes on this episode. you want to try to get through one more?
1: Yeah, I think one more would be good. All right, cool. Our next question goes
11: to Brandon
8: Johnson first here and once again, Enrique Rodriguez.
11: We have all witnessed how Chicago has welcomed with open arms thousands of migrants from the Texas border. And uh, we have also seen how the city continues to struggle to provide the care that they need. Now, in addition to that, some residents in Woodland express opposition to a potential shelter site. Uh, today, uh, we learned that the legislation assigned $20 million for this effort. However, the governor also made it clear that as of February 1st, there will not be any more funding for this. So I want to ask you: How will you get the money to continue caring for these migrants in a responsible, human way without affecting the resources that are needed for local residents?
0: Did you know that that uh, no. first year canceled? I didn't know that either. That's, uh, that's borderline shocking to me. Oh, I uh, well, uh, well, let's see what. What do you think Willie's going to
1: say? Well, if we, uh, if, we put him in, if
0: we put him into the work programs and get him uh, employed and into jobs and everything. yeah, It's
1: either that or it's uh, uh, um, well, I got $2 million I'll give him right now. <laughs> Vote for me. He's done. I don't know why he's from the South in this accent. <laughs> I can't do his accent. It's so, I don't know, so mumbly. All you got to do is just pretend you're tired. That's that's my secret. I'm always tired.
0: <laughs> like like a stoned
1: out foghorn leghorn. That's the problem is I'm just not I'm not stoned enough or foghorn right. leghorn enough.
9: <laughs> Brandon Johnson. Yeah, well, thank you for the question. First of all, let me just correct. Paul Vallis called me Dr. Johnson, which increased my student loans by one hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> but, but let's just be clear about this, though. We are seeing a sick culture of states across this country that are using real lives as a political football. And that's why I'm committed to making sure that we are collaborating with the state, the federal government, the county government to provide the necessary support for the families who are who are seeking safety here. But we also have to make sure that those who are here who want and need those investments, that we're not pitting communities against one another. Under my administration, we can protect those who are here while also encouraging folks who want support and safety. That we can provide that for the families who are seeking
10: support uh, okay. um,
9: in the city of Chicago.
10: Paul Vallis, 25th. Well, uh, you know, the first thing is to stop baiting other governors and start grandstanding. I mean, you can't basically grandstand and say we're a sanctuary city, we're inviting everybody in, and then not have a plan to, for dealing with people when they do come in. Our approach during the Chicago public school years that Gary Chico and I were basically operating the schools was to really accept children, regardless of who they were, where their background was, support their families if they needed it, extend all the services in kind of a natural way without having press conferences and without basically making them the focus. So it's we can comfortably integrate individuals who come back into the city. But when you're grandstanding, you're promoting, and you're going into communities and suddenly just dictating to them that you're going to provide these shelters, you know, we have to have a plan, first of all, and we have to integrate them into the services. That's your time. And Lori Lifewood.
11: I think I just heard Paul Vallis say that we should not call out racist, xenophobic practices of governors like Greg Abbott who are treating migrants like freight. Well, that may be your idea of a welcoming city. It's not my idea. and It's not the idea of people uh, across the city who understand that we've got to stand up and live our values every single day. And that's exactly yeah. what we've been doing. And the 20 million.
1: Did, did you get that from what he said? I did. But also. Uh, well, I, she's, she's reading more into it than, than what he said. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I hear what she's hearing and I, I mostly agree with her, but I also don't think like, this isn't the venue, man. Tell me what you're gonna do. Tell me what you're gonna do. I don't give a shit. Paul Vallis is nobody. He's not yeah. the mayor right now. I don't even think he's currently the superintendent of CPS. So like, he has no power to do anything. He's not currently doing anything, so you don't have to talk about, like, it's just embarrassing. It's just embarrassing.
0: Um, I I hate,
1: sorry, I just, I hate debate. I'm with you. We talked about this last time. I hate the idea, debates should be on the merits of ideas, but the problem is is that debates in this country, the way they work is on vibes. And Mm -hmm. so what you want to do is prove that your vibes are right and your opponent's vibes are wrong, and fuck that. Tell me what you're going to do yeah see I
0: got the exact opposite expression from uh from Paul Because like, I didn't think he was talking about the governors who sent migrants here to make them look good in their own state. I thought he was talking about like j b Prisker not parading them out like he is a hero just to look like a hero just to do like uh like an integrity move of just mm. hey let's let's get this figured out without trying to you know, uh put it onto like you know, you know, mass media and stuff like
1: that. I can see that perspective. That's yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's it's it's. So I feel like the you know your your uh, Desantis and Abbott are both grandstanding by sending the migrants to these sanctuary cities. I believe I that. Like, I do response, believe that. I
0: don't even think I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, yeah.
1: No, no, I I agree. And and what I what I heard from Valus was the the response from uh Lightfoot uh and and then sort of in response to Johnson the way that he's talking about it um mm-hmm. you know and Pritzker too I, I mean I'm sure you know there's there are a lot of a lot of governors uh f- from from blue states who are uh, g- uh sort of uh rebut grandstanding you know they're they're yeah. they're trying to grandstand and in, in reverse and I agree that's that's bullshit mm-hmm. they shouldn't be doing that and I I will say I mean Wallace has good points for me I like the fact that he's just like Let's stop talking about it and start doing things.
0: Yeah. It, it, it sucks when like, uh, when, you know, you start using people as pawns.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm
0: both, on both sides, you know, DeSantis and, uh, Abbott and all them. Like, like, we are sending them out of our state into the blue states because they're the ones that want to take care of them. Wrong way of doing it. 100% wrong way of doing it, and then you're other side, you know, when, like, you know, you want to take prisoners, like, you know, hey, bring them in, you're awesome, but just leave it at that. You don't say, like, we're going to do this because you're not willing to do it, but look what we're doing, look and keep, yeah. you, know, and, you know, to get, the, to get a recognition as if you're, like, their savior and shit. It's like, be humble and just do it, you know, just like, you know, find, you know, shelters or community, whatever you have to do to take care of the people who are being sent here. Yeah. Just do it humbly. Do, do with, you know, have, have some integrity into it and not use them as a pawn to make yourself look better. You can just Mm -hmm. go out and say, Hey, if you're going to bust people to our city, you're going to bust people to our state. Fine. We will do what we can to accommodate the people who are
1: coming and just leave it at that. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, and I, I take a lot of pride. I, I love Chicago as a sanctuary city. I took a lot of pride of that, uh, during the pandemic, uh, pre pandemic uh during the muslim ban or whatever um i i i love i love that we're an open and welcoming city it's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things and so i i think maybe i i i took offense to vallis's thing in a similar way to lightfoot because i i take a lot of pride in that but you're right he actually didn't say anything against doing uh, remaining a sanctuary city he just said stop making a big deal of it and just do the right thing yeah yeah that's a good point i appreciate yeah. it. i appreciate your perspective thank you
0: and so like I I I guess I just want to try to find the the more positive outlook Like I said, I mean, who knows? Maybe Vales was you know directing it in the way that you saw it. Yeah. I just I just like when I because obviously I'm trying to find the answers I want. And like, right. And, and, and a uh, and a candidate and everything. So when I hear the guy talking, he's talking about like you know grandstanding stuff. In my mind, it's like okay, he doesn't want you know he doesn't want to be a, th- that type of mayor. He doesn't want to be the mayor that's going to you know. Look at everything I'm doing because I'm such a great guy. He's just like, yeah. let's just get it, let's let's get it done. Yeah,
1: you know? my favorite kind of my favorite kind of pol- politician, period, is the kind you never hear about, right? and that, they're and just what, they're just getting it, shit done.
0: Isn't that one of the greatest but weirdest expressions ever? Like if you if I'm doing my job well, you'll never know I'm doing it.
1: Yep. Nutty, nutty. Right, yeah, yeah. And I also <laughs> just I almost want to take points away from Lightfoot for that answer. Well, she has no points. <laughs> <laughs> I think she has one from me. No, no, you were going to give her one, but you oh,
0: gave. Oh, that's right. And then yeah. Sawyer's was yep. better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. As of right now, just if you just if you care to know, uh, Sophia King, Willie Wilson, and Lori Lightfoot are the
1: only ones who don't have any points. That sounds correct.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> I was I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wait, I thought he was going to give one to Lightfoot, but uh, uh, after Buckner came out with his and everything, we, uh, yeah, it
1: shifted to... everybody up one. Yes. So.
0: Yeah.
11: Million dollars we're going to put to use, and so what the governor and the legislature said is also go after, in which we are the money from the federal government. But fundamentally, it's inhumane to parole people into this country and not allow them the right to work. We are continuing to push the federal government to do the right thing and issue work permits so these people can take care of themselves and live right. independently.
8: Thank you, Roderick Sawyer.
1: Okay, she turned it around at the end, but well, only barely. I was around at the. Right, right. She she just adjusted the wheel.
0: Just enough. Just enough yeah. to crash into a wall.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Woodlawn opposition, and the the Woodland residents felt that there was no engagement with them. That's really what they felt. It's not as if they wanted...
0: I'm not sure if I talked over, but this is Roderick
1: Sawyer. Just so Thank you.
7: ...to not assist everybody, I think, in Chicago, and I, I think all Chicagoans, want to insist those that are being misrepresented and being mistreated rather down in the southern states in Texas. They just felt that If they're going to be spending this type of money here for the the residents that were coming from the south, they also should be doing something at least to identify and work with the local residents. It was not an either-or approach. Again, and I think that could have been solved with additional conversation and collaboration, letting them know what was going to the neighborhood, how it was going to be done, and also what additional benefits that the local residents would have as well.
8: Thank you. Same question. Shui Garcia.
7: As an
2: immigrant, I truly am close to this uh, topic. Uh, in Congress, I've been fighting uh, to get those uh, work authorizations that these asylum seekers uh, need. I stood with Harold Washington in 1985 when Harold Washington declared Chicago the first welcoming city in the country, very proud to have done that. Uh, people are coming here because they are hurting. Chicago has a long history of welcoming people who are fleeing violence and who need shelter and assistance. Uh, uh, the, part of the problem in Chicago has been that local communities have not been engaged, and that will always cause friction. I vow to continue working to reimburse municipalities across the country that are receiving these migrants.
8: Thank you. J.M.L. Green, 45 seconds.
2: Well, you know,
12: one of the biggest things we obviously have to tell our federal government, we need you to do your job and help us out here on a local level. And that's one of the things that we must do. But we also must hear the concerns of residents throughout the city of Chicago who feel unheard. Right? We got abandoned school buildings that's been in place for almost 10 years. They've been looking for a community center or looking for a jobs program, looking for different things for their neighborhoods. And the politicians have been mute, right? This administration and the prior administration. These folks were here promised affordable housing units when they knocked down the projects. They were promised youth programming, youth jobs, and none of those things happen. So when you have politics come into play, um, you know, they pin communities against each other. We got to make sure that we're welcoming to everyone, and that's how we're going to be under our administration. Thank you. Sophia King.
5: So being a sanctuary city is not the question. It's about process. We need to be welcoming to everyone. We were one of the first wards to welcome migrants into our community. But we also opened up our ward to the homeless during covid So we have to look at the tension between the two. We can't only be welcoming to migrants and not be welcoming to the people who are existing here in our city already. That's where the tension lies. And I agree that collaboration is part of it. If we had had more collaboration with the fifth floor, we could have done a better job. Also, it wasn't a surprise after the third and fourth and fifth bus were here. So we should have had a good plan to make sure that we could incorporate these new people into our city. Okay,
4: thank
8: you. Cam Buckner.
4: Julie, this is a personal um, issue for for me. My wife, Bernadette, is a first-generation American uh, born to Cuban and Ecuadorian parents who came here in the 1980s for a better life. Uh, and so as we have these conversations about being a welcoming city, we can't just be a welcoming city. In theory, we have to be one in practice, uh, as I've heard from my colleagues here, uh, both for the folks who are here and have been here and for the people uh, who are coming. Listen, we have to ramp up our permanent supportive housing uh, programs for these people, uh, and we also uh, have to look at the fact that it takes 150 days, um, for a asylum seeker to get a work permit. The federal government is not doing enough. So, Congressman Garcia, we need you and your colleagues to step up because this is a problem that falls on the laps of Washington, D.C.
8: Okay, thank you. Same question. Willie Wilson, 45
4: seconds. Right, I got kind of
8: mm-hmm. take a little different on this whole
6: subject. We got people right here in Chicago. <laughs> we gotta,
1: we gotta execute the migrants right. when we have we get off the bus. <laughs> Don't have a way to live. I got nothing
6: against helping anyone. But you gotta look at home first. I, I, I look, uh, I cannot let anybody in my home unless I know who they are. We, we are a country of laws. And we must take and follow laws. We must help. If we're gonna help, we might gotta make sure we got things in place that a smooth transition goes by pretty good. But the ones people who's here now that spend millions and millions of dollars a year helping people in Chicago, they're sleeping on the ground. That, that don't have a place to live, first come first. I'm not knocking okay. happen anybody because I have a lot of people. Thank so you. <laughs> Thank you. And 30
8: seconds for Brenda Johnson.
9: Yeah, well, look, we know, we know the, the federal government has to step up, <laughs> but we have to make sure that we have a plan here in the city of Chicago, and it has to be collaborative. You know, as an organizer, I can tell you that I know how to bring people together. I've come from a family of 10. We argue all the time, but somehow we figure out the Thanksgiving menu. menu. The problem that we have in the city of Chicago is that we do not have a robust Office of New Americans. Under my administration, we're going to have an Office of New Americans to provide the necessary support in order to have the families that are seeking asylum here protected, while also protecting the families who are over right. here. Brandon Johnson,
8: thank, thank you. you. We're going to move on
0: to – All right, so we'll stop right there. Uh, so Chewy's uh, idea to help out the migrants is not help out the migrants.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, the, to do it from a federal level, which is like, okay, why, once again, why are you running for mayor? Yeah. Stay, first, stay in Congress.
0: First come, first serve, bro.
1: First come, first
0: serve. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, you know, you go first. So uh, give me, give me your ranking on who you think, uh, won, won, uh,
4: this, uh, this topic.
1: Yeah. I, um, I think, I think Buckner won again for me. Okay. Um, I, I just, I, I, he made the same point that everybody made, you know, we gotta be, we gotta be as welcoming city in practice and not just theory. We -hmm. gotta help everybody. We gotta collaborate on all levels. We gotta make sure that, you know, like people can, can get a job, all that stuff, permanent supportive housing. Great. Uh, he got, he got three points, uh, two points, I think to Sawyer, who I think made a good point. You know, uh, no one else taught, really talked about this until after he talked about it. Um, which is that, like, the, the, the tension with the Woodlawn community was that they just were not invited to the conversation. They weren't invited to the table. They were told top down, this is what's going to happen. And so, you know, I thought, great, you know, that's, that's a good answer, good point. So he got two points. Sawyer did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think I'm trying to decide who I want to give one point to. I think I'm, I'm like, I'm between Sophia, King, Jamal, J- J- uh, and Vallis. Uh surprisingly. Because I, I don't think Johnson really he didn't he spent all his time talking about like he, he spent all his time grandstanding, unfortunately, yeah. this time. I like the, yeah, he, the guy. Definitely wasn't that, his topic. No. Yeah. Um I thought Sophia had a really good answer. Uh and and toward the end especially, I thought, oh that's you know. But she didn't she didn't present a plan is my only thing. Mm-hmm. Uh and then jamal did he he did kind of be like, okay, so we have all these things that people have been ignored uh they've been pitting communities against each other and we got to start delivering on our promises and i'm like okay yeah so i i think i'm going to give it to him uh at the end of the day but okay. that was it was tough to decide who got one point because everybody basically had the same answer
0: yeah uh i i give i give the one point to j mall as well because i think uh cuz he mentioned how you know you have to involve the community you can't just do it from your perspective you got to do it from the people who are going to be affected by it. You know, the decisions that you make. Um, and yes, Sawyer and other people mentioned it, but I think he articulated that point across a lot, very, Like, you know, you need to get the community involved. You need to get everyone involved in what you're going to do here. Uh, I gave, uh, two points to Buckner. I think, uh, I think he did a fantastic job. Uh, I think he's really coming, uh, he's been hitting it hard. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, like, I honestly, I thought fucking Brandon Johnson was going to be my runaway guy, but, He's kind of faulted off a, just a little bit. He's not way Same. far behind. Uh, three, I'm going to give the chewy. It was just something, something about the way he, he, he described his plan. Um, and how like, you know, like he, he talked about 1985 and being part of, you know, that moment and how he wants to bring that moment back, uh, to, uh, Chicago. Yeah. And, uh, I, I guess I think, I think technically he probably got the three points because he's lived that moment. Being yeah. an immigrant and all that stuff, and I think that kind of like it's like damn, you know, I like, how do you not give it to that fucking dude? But he also articulated it really well, and I do like how they're doing uh doing the debates like this, how they're starting with the next person every single time. Yeah, yeah I do I like, like that, that. Um, so uh, awesome. So we we got through five topics total. We did three of them today. Uh, nice. Uh right now for both of us you have two people who are tied with the same amount uh, of tallies and I got one person in the lead, so nice. Who uh who's who's in the lead? <laughs> for me, uh leading right now is Buckner. Uh okay. I guess I can run through this real quick. Uh so right now I got Buckner in the lead, followed by a a three way tie between Johnson, Vallis, and Gar uh Garcia. Nice. Then Green and then uh Sawyer. You have a two-way tie for first between uh Buckner and Johnson. Nice. Followed by Sawyer, followed by Gr- Green, uh then Vallis and then uh, Garcia. Oh. <laughs> okay. Are yes. you, you surprised by that?
1: Yeah, I'm just shocked. I'm shocked that Vallis is 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 saying things I like and Chewy is not.
0: Well, right, Chewy has one point. Vallis has two points. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's close, but it's still yeah. shocking to me. Yeah.
0: Green has four. Uh, Sawyer has five. And then uh, Buckner and Johnson
1: are both tied with nine. All right. So right now Johnson is winning because he's winning yours. Uh, Buckner. Oh, Buckner. I'm sorry. I Buckner. Don't know why I... Buckner. Yeah. Uh, for
0: me, Buckner has nine. That's right. Johnson, yeah. Johnson and Vallis and Garcia are all tied with five. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right, so Buck Buckner is currently winning. Nice. Yeah. So we're we're about halfway through right now. We're forty three minutes into an hour and twenty eight. So maybe maybe two more episodes. At least we get yeah. it done before the election happens. Nice. Um. And guys, we're doing this for you, so I hope you are uh, you know encouraged mm-hmm. to listen to this as we're doing it. Just to hear our perspectives and everything. And if you have anything you want to, you know, put your two cents in on this, please comment. Uh, either on our Facebook page, uh, you know, whatever, or you can comment right on Podbean if you listen to our show from there. Uh, give your, you know, give your perspective. They like I said, like, we're not going to judge you. You know, everyone has their own opinions. Perfect mm-hmm. example was, uh, Vallis's, uh, statement and how me and Joe saw from two different angles.
10: hmm. hmm.
0: <clears throat> so, uh, make sure, make sure, you know, you do, uh, and, you know, you know, if you live in Illinois, if you live in the Chicago area, take an interest in this and, I hope you are enjoying what we're doing here because this is fun. I would like to do more of these down the line. Uh but in the meantime, uh Joe, what are you freaking thinking about?
1: Uh honestly, I, I am freaking thinking about how much I enjoyed working out the last two workouts. Okay. It's shocking to me. I did not I didn't think that I would like it as much as I have. So I'm hoping that it keeps me motivated. Yes. Yeah, what about you? What are you freaking thinking about?
0: uh i i'm gonna i'm gonna go along with you and talk about health uh health uh I, you know i I took the last month and a half of uh twenty twenty two to prepare myself for twenty twenty three I just think like even though I was doing the physical motions, I wasn't mentally doing it mm-hmm. um and i think uh like I said like the last couple of weeks haven't been like the absolute greatest I am still kind of being cautious about the food intake and everything. Not so much about the workout, but I am excited to actually, you know, kickstart to work on everything. And I know these vlogs are going to motivate me a lot more, obviously. But um I just got to figure out a way to, I guess, properly eat and get a good rhythm in, like, fasting and everything. Like, I can't, you know, because, like, every time I try to do these fastings, I'm either fasting for 16 hours, everything goes well. But then all of a sudden, I fucking accidentally snack on something without realizing it at, like, 7 o'clock at night. I was like, well, fuck, if I start my, you know fast right now I'm not going to be able to eat until you know fucking like 11 or noon the next day and all this shit you know it's like because I want to commit to an actual fast so even yeah. if I get home and I I do like a podcast and I run on stairs, like Cooper out and I eat a piece of string cheese for me that's instantly restarting the whole fast that's that's what the fast is so it's it's about finding a way to Make sure I'm eating within the window. I gotta stay consistent on the 8-16 fast. I I do want to incorporate some 24 hour fast into it. Like I said, I did a 22 and a half hour, no, I'm sorry. I did a 23 and a half hour fast today. I I got my times wrong and I ended it just 30 minutes early, which I'm like, God damn it. But, um, I, I did it and it was doable for, I mean, like I was honestly surprisingly doable. I was like, I didn't think I'd, I think it would just kill me to try to do some of that, but now I know I could do it. And now I know the best time to do it is for Monday. Um, so I think I'm going to try to start incorporating that. So I'm going to do the 816s Tuesday through Sunday. I'm going to do the 24 on Monday. Um, because that's the one day where like I'll get up, you know, do the exercise, get to work, uh, you know, get home, do the wrestling podcast, get it set up, go to bed, wake up the next day. And I could easily do the workout in the morning, eat a protein shake, and then that's it. My fast is over, you know, my fast starts, you know, whatever time that is, you know, whatever it is. Um, Because I do believe fasting does help me, and I do believe fasting helps a lot of people. Um, I think fasting is what helps me, you know, actually maybe rebuild my energy. Like I said, I didn't really fast that much over the weekend. wasn't really that – wasn't careful about it, and I instantly fell into exhaustion mode. After doing, after doing the fasting for the last few days, like I said, I'm kind of more awake and alert. So, um, it, it's, I guess it's going to be trial and error, tinkering with things, trying to get everything right. I got to get some better snack foods, like celery and stuff like that. I remember doing keto in 18 and my biggest snack was like cream cheese and celery. Nice.
1: That fucking, sounds delicious.
0: Dude, cream cheese was my fucking thing. There would be times where, like my snack, like not even, I'm sorry, not my snack, but like my snack dinner-ish, like when I would get home from work would just be like, Five, six pieces of fucking ham, an eight-ounce block of cream cheese, and some pickle spears. And I just made some fucking pickle roll-ups and shit, as I said, at the dinner table. Hell, yeah. And I was like, this is my fucking dinner. You know what I mean? The fat content from the cream cheese. I'm getting the uh, protein content from the ham. Pickles aren't really that much. It's just a few calories. of it, But it was, I fucking love those so much. And it pisses me off that I accidentally got bread and butter pickles, so I can't enjoy something like that. But it's whatever. Um, but it's all about trial and error and getting to a point where I know what I'm capable of doing and actually doing it. You know, I want to be back to what I was in 2018, uh, but without the necessity of having a girlfriend to do it for. Um, and like I said, I want, I'm, I'm restarting the DP program, even though I did the first couple of weeks and blew it off. I'm just restarting it from scratch. So I'm starting week one of 13 all over again on Monday and, uh, if for some reason, I'm just going to be honest with you, Joe, if for some reason I see myself falling off on the morning thing again and I just can't do it, I may have to switch to afternoons and evenings to work out then. Um, yeah, I, I, think, understand. I think winter, it's just something about winter where I just don't want to get out of bed. Um, oh, if this it. was If this was summer, it would probably be a whole different fucking story. But uh I'm definitely gonna do my best to do the fight. like I said, five fifteen is the ideal time for me to wake up and do this because these programs take somewhere between forty five and fifty minutes, and I want to make sure I have enough time to shower and stuff like that too. So um so uh yeah, so we're going to we're going to do the vlog tomorrow. That's what we agreed on, right? Tomorrow yep. evening? Yep. Okay. So we're gonna do the vlog tomorrow. We also gotta work, uh, you know, we also gotta take a little bit of time. And figure out uh when we are going to do the food uh vlog or the flu uh uh the food video. I know we mentioned a date. I just can't remember what the date was. hmm But uh we also got a plan to do that and everything. Because we uh obviously are trying to build our YouTube channel. We're still getting subscribers and uh comments and views on all our videos. Uh I just had a comment from a guy who uh mentioned to us that our our camera's a little bit shaky which we understood that that's why we're looking at getting gimbals so we can avoid that kind of, uh issue in the future so i enjoyed the feedback and the comments everyone's getting like i said we're doing uh, pretty well with uh you know responding back to comments you know as soon as we can because you know if people are going to take the time out of their day to respond to uh to a ch- uh video i would love to take time out and show them that we appreciate by responding back so Make sure you guys are following our YouTube channel, Freakness Studios. So I can do a search Freakness Studios and it'll show up. Check out all of our amazing videos. Subscribe, hit the notification bell. <clears throat> also, make sure you are subscribed to our podcast, which is released weekly on iTunes, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Podbean just by searching this freaking show. And, of course, our social media uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching again this freaking show. And also you can follow FreakNet Studios on, uh, Instagram and Facebook. Cause I like to get more pictures out on there. We gotta do more picture stuff. Mm, mm mm-hmm. But, guys, I appreciate you listening. Uh, fuck, almost forgot. CarterComics.com, save 10% by using the uh, promo code FreakNet, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T. See, Doug, I got it at the last minute there. You owe me money. Uh, Joe, that's all <laughs> I got. So, as always, I am Travis today.
1: And I'm Cartoon Joe.
3: And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.